Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. everyone, welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I am your host, and this is your resource for fitness, food, and travel tips. And I have a couple of announcements and things that I want to talk to you about today. This is our solo weekly episode, so I want to just keep you all updated because I know I've put a lot of information out in the past two months on Disney and my Healthy Disney ebook. And yes, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> this is not that kind of announcement, but. I'm pretty worn out. I just want to put that out there and I don't think I recognized how tired I was going to be from dieting for my bodybuilding show right now and trying to do that on top of an ebook. It has put the process slower than I would like it to be. So, I was working with my book editor on Monday and we were just talking about the different categories and things that we needed to work on to make sure that it's a really good quality book that gets put out to you with all the right information, but also that it makes sense. And originally I had in my mind that I would do this healthy book on how to, you know, how to travel, how to be fit at Disney. And it was going to cover all of Disney. And then after my honeymoon in January of 2018, I recognized after not being to Disney for about five or six years, how much information there is to cover at Disney and thought, you know what, I'll do this in two books, maybe three, and I'll separate out like, you know, how to get there and the airport and all these, you know, gyms, facilities and Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And then there's Hollywood Studios and um, Animal Kingdom. And now I'm starting to realize that if I want to do a book on Animal Kingdom, or I'm sorry, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, and kind of the how-to guide on how to get there, how to how to prep for your trip, and how to like navigate the airport and what foods can you bring with you and things like that. Kind of all these simple, generic things that have to be taken care of before you can even focus on a park. That wouldn't make sense to put that book attached to Magic Kingdom and Epcot, but then not have it attached to Animal Kingdom and Disney Springs and Hollywood Studios. So we decided that we are going to separate this out. And so this first ebook is really going to focus on the travel, the, like how you're gonna get to Disney, how you're gonna pack, how you need to work with an authorized Disney vacation planner and 
just the thing, you know, how to use the dining plan, how to navigate that. And it's going to have the nutrition component in there that will set you up for success by the time you get to the parks. But it's like you really need this baseline information before you can start on the parks, even though the parks are where we want to get to. And that's kind of like the more fun piece. I felt like I couldn't give you the fun piece without giving you the fundamentals so that you could then understand how to work the fun piece. So where my specialty lies in terms of nutrition is tracking your macronutrients and understanding what is in the food that you're eating, what are the proper portion sizes for you, and how do you go about applying that to eating out at restaurants at Disney World. So when it comes to understanding your fats, your carbs, and your proteins, which are your macronutrients, and then your micronutrients, that's what I need you to be able to understand so that you can then apply these principles to the books. And of course, if you don't track your macros, that's fine. Like <laughs> you're gonna be able to get a lot out of this and be able to focus on some portion control and you know what are the portion sizes that you should be getting and what kind of like meal planning adjustments can you ask for and things like that. So it is gonna be I don't know. I mean, I can't tell you that I'm not bummed because I love all the information that I have because now it's just kind of sitting there. But don't get me wrong. If you're listening to this podcast or even if you're new, about 90% of the really good stuff I've already put out there in either my Instagram posts or my YouTube videos or in this podcast. So please don't think I'm holding back information from you. There are details that are going to be in that book that you don't have. But majority of the good stuff is already being put out there. So please don't think I'm withholding it. <laughs> I want to give you as much good information as possible, but I want to do it the right way. And long-term, the right way for this is going to be to have it separated out this way. That way, if you go to purchase the book that's going to be on Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom in the future, you don't think, oh, now I have to go purchase the Magic Kingdom Epcot book if I want the introductory planning phases for my trip. There's gonna be a whole separate just planning phases trip book. So that's what this first one's gonna be. And just to keep y'all in the loop on everything, I've got a couple meetings lined up with Joy Rawls, who has also been on this podcast, who is an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she is going to walk me through the process of how to work with an authorized Disney vacation planner and plan out my trip for my upcoming trip this October. So I am excited about that. That information, of course, it's going to be pushed out to y'all. It's going to be in video format. It's going to be in audio format here on the podcast. So depending on which way you enjoy consuming content, it is going to be there for you. And of course, if you have thoughts, comments, concerns, please let me know because I want to take your thoughts and everything into consideration when I'm putting this together because you're my audience. You're, you're the ones who are listening. You want this information. So let me know what you want so that I can make sure that I provide that to you and not just what I think is important but still have the same deadline for now again I've been swamped during the weeks and kind of you know obviously just putting it all out there like the book doesn't pay me right now I haven't sold any books so I still have a lot of other side things that I do so that I can afford the time to work on this book so most of my time working on this book has been during the weekend so I'm still working on it a couple hours on the weekends I'm making changes I'm doing updates I'm doing research so it is going to be really fantastic once it gets out there still looking at end of this month for it to go out to you and of course then updates can be continuously made especially in ebook form that makes it much easier. So I just wanted to put that out there for you, let you know kind of where I'm at and where my head's at. 
and what information you're gonna get. So that is what I have to say about the ebook. And if you can tell, I am just <laughs> kind of had diet brain right now. I am about two and a half weeks out from my second bodybuilding show of the season. And even though none of my calories or macronutrients or cardio has changed in the past few weeks, I'm just feeling the long-term dieting. So, you know, it is what it is. I enjoy this sport. I enjoy the lifestyle. This is the extreme part of the sport. And as fun as it is to be in this type of lean shape, I am absolutely looking forward to a little bit less cardio and a little bit more food and being back at more of a normal weight for me. But this is all good because it actually ties into the topic today and for this weekend. So if you if you are a current listener, then you already know, but if you are new, then welcome. I am hosting on the 14th of July, so this Saturday, a nutrition workshop and seminar at Sleek Physique Boutique Gym in Shreveport, Louisiana. It'll be from 11 to 12.30. It is open to the public. It is $30 for members, $45 for non-members. There will be a protein meal and some snacks provided, and y'all, they are going to be fantastic, especially if you have a sweet tooth and you want to know how to curb your cravings while you are in a dieting phase. I know these things are amazing because, again, I am currently in a dieting phase of my lifestyle, and so I am always looking for these higher protein, lower fat, lower carb, um, really, really tasty but sugar-free or you know no additional sugar added kind of things, and those are hard to find, and so I've found some of the best things out there, and that is what is going to be provided to you if you'd like to attend. I do have some spots left, but they it will fill up, I'm certain of it, because <laughs> it's hard to pass up this stuff. So I just wanna put that out there for you. If you are interested, please email me, danny at thedietdoc.com. My contact information will be down in the show notes below. I do, again, we do have a few spaces left. We've got about 15 people lined up, which is awesome. I'm really excited for that. In addition to the, the food, which is of course a really important component of this, I will be teaching on how to use a food scale, how to read a nutrition label properly, and how to actually like measure out some different foods and kind of talk about portion control, whether you're in the home or you're going out to eat, and some little hacks and tricks and things that you can do just to maintain a little bit more of a balance when it comes to portion control in your lifestyle. And then I'm really excited to have special guest, Dr. Karen Pendleton. She was actually my first guest on this podcast. I dearly love her, and she is going to speak with us about water. So that H2O, how much do you need? You know, what kinds are out there? How should we balance out our pH levels in our body? Should we be drinking alkaline, you know, ionized water? Or yeah, that's what it's called, alkaline water, um, hydrolyzed water. What does it do for us? What's the difference? Where can we get it? All that good stuff. Um, and she is an ophthalmologist by trade, but she really looks at folks from kind of a whole body and a holistic mindset. She's really great with um, like hormone therapy and anybody going through menopause. She's just a wealth of knowledge and she's so sweet and so kind. And I'm just really, really excited to have her be a part of this. So super pumped about that. But for today's topic, other than giving you the update on the ebook, I did want to share with you a little bit of kind of the nuggets that I'm gonna be sharing on Saturday. So if you are planning to attend on Saturday, then here's a little precursor. We're not going into a ton of depth here because we're gonna go into a ton of depth on Saturday, but just to give you the overview. Part of 
dieting is understanding there's several phases to dieting. And so I've come up with some checklists that again will be handed out on Saturday, but I'm gonna go through some of like the top items on each of the phases in this checklist for you. So if you are thinking about going on a diet, if you know somebody who wants to go on a diet, now you know there's different phases of a diet. So there's your pre-diet phase and kind of your planning phase. There's your during diet phase, so kind of like where all the action is being taken. And then your post-diet phase, which I feel is arguably the most important phase because if you don't have a post-diet planning phase or just a, a plan for a post-diet phase, you're probably gonna fail on your diet because even if you reach your goal and you, you don't have a plan afterwards, then all of that hard work that you've done might just go to waste. Anyway, let's not think about that happening. Let's start with our pre-diet phase and some of the items that you really should consider if you need to go or want to go on a diet. So let's start with Number one, let's start with why. I want you to ask yourself, why? Is it because your doctor told you to? Is it because you have some body composition concerns and you want to change your shape? Is it because you simply feel ill from maybe the food you're eating or the lack of exercise you have? Is it that you have the undesired or undesirable, the, the desire for reaching a different level with your fitness and health? and you have the goal that you want to reach, like what is your why? And when you write it down, like go write it down. Go write it down or it's not legit. Go write it down. Once you figure out what your why is, I want you to ask yourself why about seven more times because you're gonna find out more and more and more details about why it's really important to you. So say, say you wanna lose weight. Say, well, why do I wanna go to diet? I wanna lose weight. Okay, well, why? Why is it important to you to lose weight? Well, um, because I don't feel good. Okay, so you wanna lose weight because you don't feel good and because you want to feel good. Okay, great. Well, why do you wanna feel good? Well, it sucks to feel bad. Like, but you know, what, what does not feeling good like inhibit you from doing in your life? Like, what are the reasons behind that? Is it because, are you not functioning well at work? Are you lacking in energy? Are you not able to be fully present with your family? Are you not able to spend that time and run around with your kids or your grandkids? Like, dig deeper and deeper until you figure out that why. Once you figure out that why, moving into the next item here, I need you to figure out where your starting point is. So that's kind of, we're figuring out this roadmap here. This is all part of a pre-diet phase that really if you don't do this, then you don't really know why you're dieting. You're gonna fail at your diet. Let's just put it out there. So figure out your starting point. What is your point A? Where are you currently in life? How much do you weigh? Where? What are your measurements? You know, what is your body composition? Take some progress photos. What size clothing are you in? And then, you know, when you figure out all of these different things, then you need to figure out what point B is. So you're starting at point A, now you need to figure out what point B is. And point B is, you know, if you figured out your why, you should pretty much know what your point B is. It's, hey, I'm at this clothing size now, I wanna be at this clothing size. Hey, I'm at this weight on the scale now, I wanna be at this weight in X amount of time. Like, you figure out the details because if you don't know where you're going, you just say, hey, I wanna go on a diet. You have no idea what you're doing, okay? After you figure out point A and point B, then you need to figure out all that in between. So you need to figure out your roadmap. Like, how, how are you gonna get there? I mean, when you type in some addresses to MapQuest, 
they give you several options. You know, there's no one way to skin a cat. There are many, many different ways. So, you know, it's so interesting that I say that because that's a phrase my dad always used and like, he's never skinned a cat. I mean, unless he's just never told me. And I've never skinned a cat, so I really don't know. But there's a lot of different ways to do a lot of different things. So you wanna choose the type of diet that you're going on and you wanna choose, you know, maybe the type of exercise you're gonna do with it. You wanna choose like, hey, are you counting calories? Are you counting macronutrients? Are you trying to do this intuitively? How do you wanna get from point A to point B? And you know, it can change. It's totally fine if it changes, but you need to have a plan so that you can then adapt your plan because if you don't have a plan, again, you're going to fail. Okay, after you kind of, after you map out a roadmap, then I think the next biggest thing as far as, as part of your pre-planning phase is to tell people about it. Tell people about your plan. If people don't know that you're going on a diet or that you are making a really big lifestyle change when it comes to your nutrition and your exercise, they cannot hold you accountable. They don't know how to help you. They're not gonna understand. And if you want people to support you on your journey, they have to understand where you're coming from, or at least, at least understand that it is important to you. They might not understand why, but if they understand that it's important to you and they care about you, then they're gonna try their hardest to support you. And if they don't, then they probably don't need to be a part of your life, just keeping it real. Okay. On to the second dieting phase, which is your during your actual diet phase. You need to set yourself up for success and you need to do this continuously. So while part of this is you could consider pre-planning, it's almost like you have to continuously pre-plan week after week after week. It's not like you can, and honestly people do this, so sometimes it works, but you can't just have really a single diet, a single meal plan, a single one thing that you do and implement it once and assume that that's going to work and get you to your goals. The you know, throughout the duration of your time that you plan to spend dieting because there's a specific period of time that you need to spend dieting and at some point it has to end. The diet has to come to a close and you have to go back to kind of a maintenance level or a surplus level of calories and of energy balance. So whether you are doing, you know, a meal plan and you have set up like maybe in your calendar recurring days that you do meal prep or if you work with meal prep companies you need to have some sort of a schedule that is ongoing where you're ordering meal prep continuously you are making your meal prep continuously you're adjusting your nutrition week to week to week because it needs to change your body's going to change week to week to week maybe it's very small changes it might not be your body composition it might not be the weight number on the scale it might be your energy balance it might be how much weight you can lift in the gym it might be the amount of cardio that you're doing but something has to change you know pretty much week to week to week something is going to change or you have to at least check up on it if again if it's working don't change it but you cannot go into a diet and expect to only implement one thing and have it work for the duration of the diet. Number two for your during diet phases, allow yourself some grace. Dieting is hard. It really is. And I say that kind of laughing on the inside because America does not have a dieting problem. People are really, really good at losing weight. There's a million and one ways to do it. We're really bad at keeping the weight off and maintaining a healthy, enjoyable, long-term sustainable lifestyle. But if you have a plan and you go off plan for a night or one meal, then instead of saying, you know, F this, I couldn't do it, I fell off the bandwagon, oh, pity party me, like, 
whatever, have your pity party, have it for five, 10 minutes. And then at the next meal, get back on track with whatever your plan is. Now, if you're continuously going off track because what you're doing is not realistic and you hate it, then you should change it. <laughs> like, don't put yourself something through a diet that's miserable. Like, you can find different types of diets. There's so many out there. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. You can find a way that's enjoyable, that can be healthier. It doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be chicken and broccoli and tilapia and asparagus every dang day. It doesn't have to be that. Trust me, I've done it that way. It is terrible. I would never recommend it to anybody. I would never do it again. It's no way to live life. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. So allow yourself some grace. If you overeat for one meal, that's fine. Don't feel like you need to um, over-restrict the next meal or over-exercise because you feel guilt. Just say, you know what? Hey, it happened. I can't take it back. Let's continue to move forward and be on plan. Number three in your during diet phase checklist is focus on water and hydration. If you have a day where you have a little bit too much sodium or something's not right, I think just one of the easiest things to do is drink more water. And if you're currently drinking, you know, four or five bottles of water a day, see if you can be consistent with that and then bump it up to six. You know, for me right now, I'm drinking about a gallon and a half a day. I'm very consistent with it. The more consistent I am, the more progress I see. So finding ways to be consistent, but water is just gonna flush so much stuff out of you. Like drink more water, unless you are, you know, an ultra marathon, triathlon, runner, biker, swimmer, whatever, you're probably not gonna overhydrate. Like you're just not, it's very, 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 very rare. Okay, next item, have some staple go-to items around the house that are, you know, acceptable for your everyday stuff. So I keep a ton of whole eggs and egg whites in the house. I keep a lot of grits, I keep a lot of oatmeal. These are kind of some of my staple things that I have every day. I might have different portions of them every day, but I have them every day. And, you know, I also keep some fun treats and things in the house. For example, I found these awesome gummy bears from Whole Foods that are pretty much sugar-free. There's three grams of sugar, and then there's 28 grams of total carbs, but 20, or 32 grams of total carbs, but 28 of them are fiber. So those are a really great snack to have around, because if I feel like I have a sweet tooth and I want to curb that craving, I have those and then I've had 28 grams of fiber. If I'm trying to get 35 grams of fiber in per day, that's a really good chunk. If for whatever reason I happen to eat a lot of food that is low in fiber and I need that, then cool, I'm gonna jump on that bandwagon. At the same time with having things that are acceptable in the house, you wanna eliminate some trigger items that you know kind of consistently catch you. So if you know you're a snacker and you enjoy chips, and those are not part of your plan and you know that you just don't have portion control when it comes to them, get them out of the house. For me, it's peanut butter. If there's an open jar of peanut butter, it is really hard for me to only have one or two tablespoons. So if I do get peanut butter, I get it in the single serving cup so that I only have the one cup and then I don't go back for another cup. Or for example, maybe ice cream. Instead of having regular ice cream around the house, I will stick to either like Halo Top or Enlightened or my new favorite brand is called Chili Cow. And the difference between that and the other two is that instead of coming in a pint, it comes in like two uh, half sizes, uh, two, like, what do you call that? Two cups in two cup servings. <laughs> Diet brain, Danny. Okay, so they're a little bit smaller, but I still feel like I get a really solid amount of ice cream, but it's low fat, you know, low carb, high protein. It's got a lot of fiber in it. 
and it curbs my sweet tooth craving. So it's like all these great things. And then the last thing I want to talk about in your during diet phase, and of course, I'm sure there's more stuff out there, is expect the unexpected. Do not go into a diet and do not continue with a diet with the expectation of, I have this beautiful set plan and everything's going to go according to plan because it just, life just doesn't work that way and that's okay. But know that when things don't go according to plan, it's going to be okay. Know that sometimes your friends are going to go want to want to go out to eat and there are ways that you can go do that. You don't have to shut people out. You know, you don't have to lock yourself in your bedroom. You don't have to, again, only eat chicken and broccoli or something extreme. Granted, if you're doing something like a bodybuilding show and you are trying to become a pro athlete, there are some extreme measures that you need to take. But there's, again, setting up the expectation of, hey, I can go out to eat once a week. And I these are like the 10 restaurants that I feel like I can find some really great food at that will accommodate my nutrition. Will this work for you guys? And for the most part, it will. You know, and and they'll work with you back and forth on that, but expect the unexpected. Okay, water break. All right, and moving on to the last section here, your post diet phase checklist. Okay, so you've you've met your goal, like you you've hit that number on the scale, you fit into a new size of clothing, you got on a bodybuilding stage, you did some sort of a race, like you met your goal. Now what? The first thing I want you to do is not immediately go back to what you were doing before your diet started. That's probably the worst thing you could do because you've done all of this hard work for weeks and weeks and weeks, you've lost a bunch of weight, you've changed your body composition, and your body is now used to eating less and probably doing more exercise if you're doing this properly in some shape or fashion. So you're, you've gotten your body adjusted to this kind of new lifestyle, this new type of food, you know, you're, for the most part, if you have done this properly, in some way, shape, or form, you're probably intaking less sodium, lower fat foods, unless you're on a ketogenic diet, less processed food. Overall, you're probably just intaking less processed food. You're drinking more water. Maybe you cut out sodas and soft drinks. So again, you've eliminated a lot of processed food. So if you immediately go back to eating out every meal and having a ton of processed food and junk foods, and if you go back to eliminating you know, nutrient-dense foods like salads and greenery and things that have all those really good micronutrients in them, fruits and vegetables, you're really going to pack the weight back on and probably faster than when you lost it because you're going to be hungry and you're going to want it. And this is why you need a post-diet fan, a post-diet phase plan. So don't go back to your original pre-diet foods and pre-diet lack of exercise. You want to think of this as a lifestyle transition. You want to go into kind of what's called a reverse diet. And there are some, you know, lengthier reverse dieting approaches and then some faster ones. And I think immediately after a diet ends and you've met that goal, you want to go kind of indulge and celebrate a little bit, meaning like for one or two meals or for the weekend. Honestly, I've not been able to do just like a one meal and get back on track. It's been like I need the weekend to kind of mentally recuperate and then I can go back into kind of a dieting phase that's a little bit less restrictive. So in the same way that you had a plan for going into your diet and during your diet and getting from point A to point B, now you're at a new point A. Your point B just became your point A and now you need to get to a new point B, which is not your original point A. I hope you're following in this. <laughs> You're getting to, maybe you're getting to point C. Let's let's put it that way. You went from A to B, now you're going from B to C. And C is, it's a different place, you know? It's, you're not going back to A. 
but you can't stay at B necessarily forever. Maybe you can, but for in my journey and in my experience, when I get to point B, I'm usually, I'm at a level that my body can't healthily maintain for a lengthy period of time. So I know I need to slowly increase my calories, slowly decrease my cardio, kind of increase just my overall energy and the foods that I'm having and kind of like get a little bit more enjoyment out of life and come out of this really extreme phase, but it has to be done moderately. So usually in the past couple years that I've done this, when I finish my final bodybuilding show and I say, okay, I'm ready to go into an off season or an improvement season, I usually take the week, the whole week, well, okay, I usually take the weekend and kind of like indulge on a lot of fun stuff. And then I take the next week and I say, okay, I'm going to eat a lot of the same foods, but I'm not gonna track anything. I'm not gonna be super stringent. Like if I wanna have some fun foods here and there, I'm gonna allow myself to have it. And then after that first full week, then I go back into tracking, but I'm not going back into tracking the macronutrients or the calories that I was on during those final weeks of my diet. That's a little bit too restrictive. So I usually will add in about 10 grams of fat and maybe about 20 or so grams of carbs, just depending on how I feel. Protein generally stays about the same. And then each week or each couple of weeks after that, I would either increase my food a little bit or decrease the amount of cardio I was doing. This year, I kind of am gauging that I, my food's not gonna change a ton because I'm still pretty high in calories at this point in time. But right now I'm doing a lot more cardio than I used to do. And so I imagine that my post-diet phase is gonna consist of a lot of weekly decreases slowly but surely in the cardio department. So again, we're reversing out of a diet. So we're reversing the process a little bit. That way we can maintain our body composition, maintain the lean muscle mass or the lean physique that we have you know, created over our dieting phase so that we can have a more healthy, long-term sustainable lifestyle. Maybe, maybe during you know, the ending of your dieting phase, you were not eating out at all. So maybe your first week you wanna incorporate one eat meal eating out and maybe your second week you want to incorporate two meals eating out and maybe you want to kind of build yourself and your body back up to being used to eating out and eating a little bit more processed food because that's part of the enjoyment process when it comes to being around your family and your friends is you enjoy going out to eat but you want to do it slowly so for another example here if you decided to cut out soft drinks you don't immediately want to go back into drinking a soft drink a day Maybe you wanna add back in one per week. And then after a couple of weeks, if you're still maintaining your weight, maybe you can add back in two. But do you really need to add back in one a day? I mean, these are questions you have to answer. So ask yourself these questions. So you wanna have a plan and make this plan for your post-dieting phase before your diet ends. You don't wanna to get to the end of your diet and be like, oh, I guess I should come up with a plan now. No, have your diet plan for post-phase done before it starts. Let's see, um, no, again, kind of give yourself some grace. Know that this is a lifestyle shift and it's gonna take time. And you can't, in the same way that, you know, the weight didn't go on all at once, the weight didn't come off all at once and transitioning into a sustainable maintenance phase doesn't happen overnight. It is not gonna be easy. Uh, sometimes the post-diet phase is really, really hard. And for me, I, I think I had an easier time of keeping a, or going slower in my reverse diet phase last year because I finished up my bodybuilding shows and said, okay, 
I have a wedding in you know seven or eight months and I want to make sure that I don't gain too much weight before my wedding because I want to fit in my wedding dress and I want to feel really good and really comfortable with the photos and you know and eating food and stuff like that so I wanted to increase you know my food intake and decrease my cardio but I didn't want to do that so fast that I put on weight really quickly so, all right, so your lifestyle shift, it's gonna take time. Have an idea for what exercise you can and want to realistically continue with. For me right now, putting it out there, right now I'm doing about 60 minutes of low intensity, steady state cardio per day. Weekends, it's a lot more, but I know that realistically I don't wanna do that. Right now it's kind of a therapeutic, like let me watch YouTube videos and listen to podcasts kind of time, but it's still really draining. And so realistically that's not okay for the long term. So when I go into a maintenance phase, it'll probably slowly back down, you know, by like five to 10 minutes a week, down to about 30 minutes a day. And then probably about three to four times a week, 20 to 30 minutes is probably where I'm gonna enjoy keeping it realistically. So think about what you wanna do as far as your cardio and your workouts go. My workouts are probably gonna stay the same. They're about five days a week right now. They might go down to four days a week in you know my off-season improvement season, just depending on, on where life is. And then the last thing I wanna discuss with you is mentally prepare yourself for all of these changes you have to do this in every phase and i think it's really important for this post diet phase that you need to mentally prepare yourself for the changes that will happen when you've reached this really awesome lean physique or goal weight and you're looking in the mirror and you have all these pictures and you're like oh yes this is exactly where i want to be well guess what that might not be realistic I know that my shredded physique right now is not realistic to maintain long term. And so I understand that the mirror is not going to look the same every day. I'm going to have to put on a little bit of weight, not a lot, but a little bit, maybe, maybe 10 pounds, maybe 15. And I have to remind myself all the time that that's okay and that I will see the changes in the mirror and I'm still beautiful, I'm still human, you know, I haven't become unhealthy simply because I've put some weight back on, but that it is a long-term, sustainable, realistic way of living. So if you're in a place where you've lost a ton of weight and then you, of course, decrease your exercise and increase the food that you're eating slowly but surely, you have to mentally prepare yourself to put a little bit of that weight back on so that you can then maintain your overall leaner, body composition for a lengthier period of time. I hope this helps you all out and I hope this gave you a little bit of insight as to what we're gonna talk about on Saturday. I could talk about this for days, so I'm really excited to answer any specific questions that people have at the actual nutrition workshop and seminar. I'm gonna do my best to get it videotaped so that it can go up on YouTube afterwards. But remember, you can't ask me the questions through YouTube, so if you want to ask the in-person questions during the live event, then you have to actually be there. So again, email me, danny at thedietdoc.com, or send me a DM on Instagram, and I'll make sure that we reserve a space for you and make sure that you have some food, because if you show up on the day of, well, we could probably squeeze you in. I'm not gonna get food for people that haven't RSVP'd, so just letting you know ahead of time. Anyway, I've been rambling on long enough. My husband just got home. We're gonna go enjoy the evening, meaning probably veg out for a little bit and watch some Netflix because mentally my brain can't handle much more at this time. Again, just keeping it real with everybody. So y'all have an awesome evening. Sunday, we have a fantastic interview coming to you. If you've seen any of my posts on Instagram about cryotherapy, Sunday is gonna be when my interview with Jennifer West on cryotherapy, what it is and how it can help you with health benefits. That'll be out on Sunday. I'm really excited for that. 
So, okay. Y'all have a good night. I will talk to you in the next episode. Love you. Bye. you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most and if you really truly do enjoy this content then please do me another favor and go over to itunes give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible so thank you in advance for that Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.